Fantasy Football Picks and Bet Show. I am your host, Scott Simpson. We are on the Mayo Media Network, and as always, we are presented by Prize Picks, code MMN. Go down there, get your $100 deposit match when you sign up. Get that free money, as we say. I've turned my free money, no kidding, into 600 bucks, right? I'm crushing it. I won a $250 bet during the Super Bowl. I loved it. Uh, I'm back with my guy, LQ, the real deal fantasy on Twitter. Uh, I'm so excited. Your Rams, they brought it home since we last talked. The Super Bowl has been uh, won. The flexing in the streets by Aaron Donald. LQ, how you doing, brother? Love it, man. I'm going to be riding this high for the next like six, seven months, you know, without football that we won the freaking Super Bowl. You know, let's go, bro. I'm like super hyped. I'm really excited, too, because for me, I don't have a team. And so in somebody who loves a team wins and they're excited, I can be excited for them. No haterade for me. Like, it's just it's so exciting to live it through. And next year, somebody else wins. I'll be excited for a different fan group. So I'm glad I know you because you've been giving us the truth all year about the Rams, the insight, who's going to play, how they're going to play, what you thought was going to happen. You've been dead on. Did you pick Cooper Cup to win the MVP? You might have on the show. I don't know, but you've been content fire only, obviously. So I'm excited. Uh, we've got some special prize picks that just dropped today. Uh, I got to tell you, LQ and our producer here, they didn't really even know about them. I had to hip oh. them to this uh, a little while ago, uh, but we're ready to rock and roll. They've got futures. What, what do you think about that, LQ? How did you, uh, you know, how did that hit upon you when you heard about it? Man, that's exciting, bro. I mean, I could cash in now on some of these locks where, you know, some of these are really, really good. They're juicy, man, where you can turn that, you know, free money into double the money. So I'm really excited about some of these picks. I love it. We looked it over, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you uh, a breakdown of some of the running backs today, uh, each a pick that we like on our own, and then uh, a, a pick that we don't like or a fade, you know, somebody who we're going to be kind of going against this year. So let's transition here. Uh, Prize Picks does have right now passing yards up. they got a couple of quarterbacks. Uh, they've got rushing yards up and receiving yards. So you've got a little bit of a juice to, to squeeze uh, if you love the football. So let's get into it for the running backs here. Uh, a lot of numbers. There's some big numbers, right? You got JT 1400. Uh, you got ooh, Derek Henry 45 and a hook, right? So big numbers here. Uh, wh- what are you thinking here? Uh, where are you kind of headed? Uh, you going low, high, fade? Uh, what's your play? Uh, I'm going over here. Um, I definitely want to pick on Javante Williams's rushing yards, man. That is juicy at 1100 rushing yards with Melvin Gordon possibly hitting free agency. You know, I'm a big fan of Melvin Gordon, so I'm happy wherever he is, but if he's going to be out of the way, Javante Williams is going to be, you know, eating as the RB one. So this 1100 yards, this is a smash here. He's going to be the workhorse with the possibility of Aaron Rodgers, you know, hinting, rumoring that he might be over there in Denver. That offense is going to be electric, man. They got the wide receivers already. The passing game is going to be well upgraded, you know, if Aaron Rodgers ends up as the quarterback. And I'm going to be loving a lot of Javante Williams. I think it's a great uh, play there. 1100 and a hook, right? They gave you the tiny little bit of the hook, but I think he does smash that. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Particularly last year, I think he was either first or second in yards after contact. So ah. not only is he dynamic, but but when he gets hit, he's able to bounce back, get extra yards. And in that offense, if you do uh, bring in an Aaron Rodgers, holy moly, that's going to probably get you there in 14, 15 weeks. You don't have to worry about the last part of the game. Uh, I'm going to give you another number that's the, the lowest on the board right now. And it's a little, it's, I mean, barring injury, it's a smash to me. It's Antonio Gibson. He's Ooh. at, I know it's at a thousand fifty and a hook. All right, that's not too bad. Uh, yeah. it's, it's it's very manageable for him next year. Uh, McKissick, you saw he had the PPR role this year, but he was injured. He, you know, I mean, just 
you know, hope he's okay with the, the neck and the head and the concussion for everybody uh, who's yeah. ever has that type of injury. But Antonio Gibson is poised next year to, to I think, really get that volume uh, that we thought he would get this year. It doesn't always transition as quickly, uh, but he was the RB1 for the Washington football team. So uh, the yeah. commanders now, I guess you got to call them out. Yeah, they've had like three different names in four different years. So, uh, but geez, they just need a new owner. But I still think it's a good play here. What do you think about Antonio Gibson? Do you like it or are you going to stay away from it? I actually love it, man. This is like another juicy pick where it's like free money, man. He is the guy. There's really nobody behind him competing for touches. And I think if they get a good quarterback there, you know, there's obviously rumors of them getting, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, whoever, you know, whoever they bring in there, it's going to be an upgrade in to that offense. And I love Antonio Gibson, how he's being utilized, you know, for the most part, the back end of the season where he's going to be getting those touches as the RB1. Yeah, I don't love Jimmy G, but let's say worst oh, case God. I hate him. But let's say worst case scenario, he can hand the ball off 20 times. I know yeah. he can do that. So 20 times all game. Right, of course. So I'm, I'm not worried about Antonio Gibson quarterback bar none. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about somebody though, who we kind of both, you know, we cringed at a little bit, right? Uh, JT 1400 makes sense. I like that. Dalvin cook 13 50 and a hook. That seems a long Dalvin cook, a little high. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it, it is very high. That's something where we both agreed, like, we got to hit the under here based on this is a very high number. He's in the realm of a J- Jonathan Taylor, like JT's at 1,400. So it's like, man, you're telling me Davin Cook's going to be 50 yards and a hook under him? Nah, man. We're almost guaranteed that Davin Cook's going to miss some games. I mean, he always misses games. Like, I'm not saying that he's injury prone or anything like that to label him, but hey, he's bound to be missing some type of game. So I really don't see this realistic. He might hit. 1100 let's give him that let's give him what javante williams get and then we'll be in the ballpark for that yeah heck give him another hundred give him 1200 right that's yeah. still more than Najee harris and joe mixon oh my gosh you know at least you're on prize pick so uh they do have eight different running backs right now up but i'm sure they'll add more as the futures progress so check yeah. it out code mmn for the mayo media network we both represent them we do love them over here pat mayo shout out uh Let's jump now. And I got to say, I am filling in for the lovely, amazing stepmom, Lauren. She is, uh, you know, the best thing on this network. I hope she's watching and listening. Uh, <laughs> so, but I will, I will say LQ is the master of ceremonies for the rest of the show. Uh, you know, I, I am, you know, the, the good looking host, as they say. Uh, right, right, Lauren. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> uh, this, 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 con- this content uh, brought to you by LQ. So I'm excited to jump in and to kind of discuss some of the things that you're thinking about this off season to kind of get ready. So let's jump in. The first thing I got, you want people to get their calendars out, right? Be ready to understand kind of the, the way the off season's going to progress. So uh, the first segment goes some important dates coming up. So, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Let's talk about them. Yeah, man. I mean, look, the NFL combine is coming up. That's six days away. Like this is where we lock in with these rookies, see what they're capable of. And, kind of like try to like assume or speculate where they might end up, where they fit with some of these teams, man. And then of course, where the chaos goes on, where we love to see the toxicness with the 21 days until free agency, when we start thinking like, oh man, this guy's going there. And then he ends up somewhere like Detroit. And then we're like, what the hell? Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. So it, it gets crazy, Scott. I mean, like, who do you think is bag chasing this year? Like, who do you think is just going to chase the money? They're not worried about winning. Oh man, I, 
it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. Well, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers could go. He could do three things. He could retire. Well, he could do four. He could go back. He could chase the yeah. bag. Or he could go somewhere, uh, maybe Denver, somewhere that has less money. And it's like, I do want to win. Maybe he does yeah. both. At Denver. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I don't know. If you're Chris Godwin, are you are you chasing the bag? I mean, you I, got no Tom Brady. You know, I'm about to say, guy. he's one of those candidates that I think, you know, is chasing the bag and might end up as a Jet. That's a little disgusting to think about. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? I, I love the wide receiving core over there with Elijah Moore. Uh, yes. But, man, Zach Wilson needs to become more consistent. That's that's the thing. Exactly. Consistency. That's yeah. the main thing for him to, to kind of get where he needs to go. Um, and, uh, you know, shout out his mom who lets me follow her on Instagram. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's funny, man. She does, She makes me laugh. So, oh my god, they yeah, look exactly these, alike, even though that is his mom. But like, it's like him with a wig on, really. It's really funny too because she like does all these classes and is always cooking. And I don't want to see yeah. that, I just want to see the content about her son because that's yeah. the cool stuff is when she's with him and behind the scenes with the jet stuff. So, but yeah. I digress at one more important date, two months away from the draft, right? And the yes. draft is far away, but two months away, draft boards have been set, I'm sure. Uh, you know, with, with some periphery ideas. The combine's going to suss it out a bit, but uh, that's coming up. I know you guys got your eye on that as well. Yeah, that is going to be amazing. Like draft day is always a good day. You know, I plan a whole day about it. You know, I love day one, day two. Day three is not that boring anymore. You know, you get to see where these late round guys go and they actually make a difference. They make an impact in year one sometimes. So that's always interesting to follow. But man, let's transition to some offseason news. I Man, there's been not that much news, but there's been some type of relevant news, you know, when it comes to rumors and stuff like that. So Carson Wentz, he's coming up a lot on the feed and coming a lot of what basically, you know, likely be cut or traded. Like, what do you think that, you know, the Colts do? You know, I think the, the commanders also, we talked about them needing a quarterback could mm-hmm. be in the Carson Wentz business. He did some damage against them in, in his heyday uh, here in Washington. So that, that could be an option. I do think the Colts want to move on from him. He, he was yeah. not very down the stretch. He really played poorly. It was, poorly. it was hard to watch. And uh, if you were betting on JT, though, it did. It, it was a little bit advantageous because JT was featured a little bit more. Um, but still, he he lost them the playoffs. They were going to go to the playoffs. You know? Did they lose to the Jags? What? Jags? I know. I think they're like 0-7 oh or 0-8 in the last uh, eight games against the Jags or something. Maybe. That's but, disgusting. But still, not, not great uh, for Carson. You know, he went out with a huge whimper in Indy this year. So I understand the desire to trade him. Uh, yeah. I don't think they'll cut him though. I think a quarterback who has been an MVP before uh, didn't win a Super Bowl, and if he, I think he played that year, I don't think they would have won the Super Bowl. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's there's people who are always enamored with past glories of quarterbacks. So uh, yeah. the NFL, I think he he'll find a spot. He probably could start start somewhere too. No, I definitely agree. He he should probably start somewhere, honestly. You know, I just don't think he lived up to Frank Wright's standards, but hey, what do you do, man? It, it happens. So you tried it, didn't work, got to move on. You know what I mean? But uh, let's talk about his, uh, his ex-coach, his buddy, I should say. <laughs> Doug Peterson is said to be handling the offensive calls, basically for the Jags offense. And that means, you know, some positive things about, you know, Trevor Lawrence and some upside there. Like, how do you feel about Dougie P taking care of uh, the offensive play calling? I mean, what a massive upgrade from Urban, you know, Ur- yeah. Urban Perspire. You know what I mean? He's just sweating <laughs> it out over there every week, just sucking. It was terrible to watch, it, like a floundering fish 
Uh, Lawrence is out there getting filleted every week. So uh, I think it's a huge upgrade for Trevor and the team in general, just to have somebody who knows what they're doing. I, I want to yeah. say a, a real leader on the field, uh, a, a coach who uh, commands kind of respect. And I think Lawrence will fit you know, perfectly with him. I think it'll be great. His background with quarterbacks too. It's going to be kind of a, the, what you should have had before the first year. Urban Meyer, what a blight <laughs> just on football. <laughs> Sorry if you're an Urban Meyer stand. But, you know, oh, man, it was brutal. It was really brutal. <laughs> not good, guys. Not good at all. Everything was bad about him. From the people, the racist people he hired from the beginning yep. to the way he conducted himself around women. Uh, you know, I mean, it just it was not good. So um, bigger and better with Doug Peterson, for sure. Yeah, because we actually seen a proof in the pudding that he could run an NFL team. Like at least the offense was looking good. The run game has always been, you know, multiple people back there. So that works out for Travis Etienne and you know basically uh James Robinson back there and I wouldn't be surprised they bring in a third guy to be honest you know what I mean like we've seen Dougie P do that <laughs> Run the ball with the that's what I'm saying get him involved but um moving on though let's get to this NFL XFL agreement man this is huge like I was reading some of it and it, like some of the stuff is interesting it's basically they're going to use the XFL as test dummies you know for mm -hmm. fielding you know I guess they're going to try rules. They're going to be developing some things for players. Like, I think it's a good idea that, you know, XFL and NFL finally come to an agreement to work together. I mean, this might be something good in the future. It's like a D league. Like I've been screaming this for like years. Like they really need a D league for guys who didn't work out. And I, the first person that comes to mind is Johnny Menzel. Like, I really think like if he had a D league sometime to develop and get some type of work in molding to be NFL ready to be polished, get that attitude in check. I think it'd be good. Like, what do you think about this partnership moving forward, Scott? I, I love it. If, if, and I'll pause on Johnny Menzel. If he didn't have substance <laughs> abuse issues, I would yes. say he, that worked that, in the development. That, unfortunately, that was a real you know, downside, which for a lot of people, not just, you know, Johnny Menzel, but hopefully he gets that in check. And then I think, yeah, perfect type position here. Uh, it, when the XFL gets going again, I love the XFL. I actually started my career as a writer for the XFL News Hub. That's how I got into it. And uh, so, you know, uh, Sal Vetri, shout out Sal. You know, we, we got to get the band going because he said when the XFL gets started, we get to do a podcast together. So we got to figure out oh. when this is going to get going because uh, the NFL and The Rock, I think that I think part of it is just the image, right? Yes. Uh, having the rock out there in, in ownership and being the front face of it, it really gives it credence and it gives it some stature before it really yeah, it didn't does. have that. And I, I love that. Uh, and so as, as a big fan of the XFL and somebody who was all into the stats, micromanaging the stats, you know, mm -hmm. all over it. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I love, you know, PJ Walker. He was the quarterback for the Houston, you know, the, their, their team. I mean, it was yeah. just, it was great. I loved it. So um, what do you think? Are you, are you jazzed too? Cause I'm excited myself. Yeah, I'm I'm ecstatic, man. I definitely think this is the right step, you know, moving forward. Like I said, this D-League or whatever could be in the future, you know what I mean? It's not happening right now, but I like that they're working together. So something could be happening behind the scenes, you know, just not in rating yet. You know what I mean? So that's always, right. always great. So, yeah. So what do you think about these Steelers, man? They're looking to add two more quarterbacks into camp. I mean, they can't go into this season with a freaking Haskins and a Rudolph. Like, no way they do that, right? They have to be in the sweet states of getting some type of veteran presence. Like, I don't know who they're thinking or what they're going to be doing, but they need a quarterback desperately, not Jimmy G. 
that sounded, that sounded like the beginning of a nursery rhyme. It was like, and Haskins and Rudolph and, <laughs> and Blitzen. You know, yeah, no, they do. They need to draft a quarterback. Um, but but no, I think I've seen the memes of Aaron Rodgers in Pittsburgh. What do you think about that? Do you think he would do that? that? Is that I mean, wild of a thing for Aaron Rodgers? I don't know, man. Like, it, it, he wants big money. That's the thing. I don't know if the Steelers do that, but we've seen the Rams go all in. They've seen, you know, made some tricks, some, I don't know, I mean, Sneed is a wizard or not, but, man, how do you make the cap work? But I definitely think, you know, I would rather him go to Denver, but I wouldn't mind seeing a Russell Wilson there. You know what I mean? Like, that type of caliber guy. Yeah, that'd be great. I just want somebody better than Big Ben. Uh, and that's anybody who's not on their team right now. Uh, yeah. You know, honestly, that, that, their team right now is is not good. Uh, sorry, Big Ben wasn't great, but uh, they're they're terrible. I mean, their their quarterback situation is probably dead last in the NFL right yes. now. Yes. Yeah, unless unless swinging helmets at people counts <laughs> as, as a category, they can. They, that's the only thing. That they yeah. Make. Yeah, they're the forefront of. So now they're big. They're in big freaking trouble. Yeah, uh, they're in huge trouble. They're in big trouble. I mean, uh, is Jameis going back for sure to the Saints? Do we know that for sure, or is Jameis going to be out there? Is that is that uh, how is that going to work? I don't know, man. I think you know if you bring Jameis back, it has to be on a deal that's like nothing too crazy. It has to be another one year deal type ordeal because Jameis actually started the season all pretty good. I mean, his stats weren't jumping off the paper but he wasn't throwing a bunch of interceptions which is saying a lot you know what I mean and week one he came out and threw five against the Packers so I feel as though you haven't seen enough out of Winston if he can handle a full season of being consistent winning games and et cetera et cetera I think you throw one one year deal but if he was to be out there in the free market I mean why not Steelers why not take a shot at him I mean he has that aired out attitude still you see what I mean and Sean Payton actually molded him to be some type of a cautious quarterback like we've seen him make some decisions those first couple of weeks where it was just like okay you wouldn't have done that before you just would have aired it out to the to the defender and you've been done <laughs> i was impressed until he got hurt he did play better this season more controlled yes. more, more restrained yes. more mature. you know uh, i i did tweet out the beginning of his video of his comeback video looked like a jordan peel intro uh he, he, he just had an eerie sense to it where he was like <laughs> Look at me, and then he like backed up real quick from the camera. Yeah. Like, He's jump. so awkward in front of a camera. I know camera. he is. I was like, he does it on purpose. But no, I think he's just an awkward person. You see him in the huddle where he tries to size people up, and it's just weird. You're like, oh. yeah. I'm not great at it, but I'm better than that for sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if he's like that guy to be trying to hype me up before a game, to be honest. Like if he pulled his finger around, did the W sign and put it in his mouth, I'm walking off the field. Like, right. I, I, I'm, like I'm laughing right now. <laughs> I'm doing that gif of, of uh, Jim Carrey going. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, whatever. Yeah. But I, I like this. This is a fun portion of the show. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, man. I mean, this is going to be great when we get into this next segment, man. The free agency wish list. This is all speculation. This is basically your wish list of what you want to happen, what you want to see. I mean, I definitely want to hear about the guys that you want. I definitely want to hear about, you know, why they should fit there. I mean, let's get into yours first. Oh, yeah. I, I saw yours. I'm not going to talk about it. I liked it. Uh, yeah. I had a different idea for uh, the Chiefs, but I'll let you share yours. 
I love yeah. Allen Robinson, same division or, or same conference, actually, uh, and division. Allen Robinson to Vegas. There's just a, like a lot of targets there. They need a number one wide receiver. I know you could say they have one kind of Hunter Renfro and then kind of Darren Waller, but imagine an Allen Robinson there to free both of those guys up for one-on-one coverage. Makes him even more lethal, and he could probably get you over 1,100 yards, and he'd be consistent. Not Braylon Edwards, who's ratioing himself, talking oh. about dropping things, and, I mean, bro, come on, man. We watch we football. Come on. I mean, he was yeah. said to be Terrell Owens and Randy Moss during camp, if, if I'm not mistaken, right. if you remember that. <laughs> Camp-itis. It's a real camp thing. Camp talk is dangerous. <laughs> right. Who cares? He's yeah, not for on real. my top fish team anymore. Let's move on. <laughs> I didn't touch him at all. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. But anyway, I think he'd be perfect on the Raiders, given uh, their need for number one, you know, with all the stuff they've gone through last year, it, I think yeah. it's it too. So um, what about you though? I like you. You're, you're with the chiefs. Talk about that, man. I got Juju Smith Schuster going to the chiefs, man. I definitely think Pat Mahomes needs a number two wide receiver. They need somebody that's already established. Somebody that already proven on the field, on tape, on paper that they can get it done as a wide receiver too. Um, Mikhail Harmon or Mikhail, Har- whatever you say his name is, I don't look at him as the number two. Yeah, I think he's like yeah. a, uh, every now and again, like Pringle as well. Like, you know, they have their once in a blue moon games. Like, you need a consistent wide receiver too, with Travis Kelsey getting up there in age. And, you know, Tyreek Hill is getting up there in age too. That speed isn't always going to be there. And not to mention, the Chiefs actually offered. Juju Smith-Schuster last year to come to be a chief, but he turned it down for loyalty to Big Ben, one last run, blah, 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 which is stupid, but unfortunately he got injured. So, yeah. So I definitely see him as a chief. Never can predict that, but I don't think Juju changes much for the Steelers. I don't think they were a Juju away from anything. So, But the Chiefs could be. The Chiefs actually are in a position to need that. And I agree with you. Miko Hardman doesn't have, I mean, just hear me out here. I'm not, I'm not a critic. I don't play one on, you know, I'm not a film grinder as Paul. I, you one of those film grinders. I'm a, baby. I'm a numbers nerd. I'm Paul Howdy. Now I know I get it, Peter. Uh, no, but here's what I can tell you. Uh, Miko Hardman can run in a straight line really fast. He does not have the lateral agility and the mm. juke button that Tyree kill has. So he doesn't replace him one for one. So he's not as good. He's a downgrade at his size and they need a bigger receiver. So Juju is a bigger possession receiver can take the hits. Uh, you know, last year he did get hurt, but that's kind of, you know, one off, but uh, he, he can take those hits over the middle with linebackers. So I like that more of the, uh, you know, the old Sammy Watkins role. Yes, absolutely. Love it. And it's unfortunate. Sammy Watkins didn't really like, you know, find new life there. He had some games, but it was just like, Injuries again, Sammy Watkins, you know, he would have been great if he would have been healthy all season, but sometimes that's how it shakes out. But uh, let's get into your next one. I actually like this one. You said this one before we got on and it made my mind wonder like, holy hell, this is going to be one of those signings. Like, it's like, this will work. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. I I gave a little thought to the show sheet as one should do uh, when it's not prepared by yourself. And when you do prepare yourself, you do think about it, but with somebody else, you want to give it a good extra thought. So uh, I thought running back and we talked about our guy, Javante Williams, having the backfield to himself in Denver. And so my thought was uh, where's Melvin Gordon go? Well, ideally he goes somewhere where he can use his skill set of being a banger. Really? That's where he's at. He can still break away. You saw him do that, but he can bang still. Right. 
uh, and, and he can catch the ball. So I thought really fits the offense, no matter what they do next year, is the Saints, right? You nice. have you, you have Alvin Kamara, who we love, and he's awesome, but he's not a banger. That's not his role. That's why if you do that, you're going to kind of break him or kind of misuse him. He's better as that scat back, that, that third down back who plays the every down role, but doesn't need to be leaned on in, in the ground and pound. So I love that marriage right there. And if you got Jameis back, we talked about that a little bit too. Uh, I think it does give you a substantial one-two punch in the backfield. Uh, and it's hard to defend both those guys. You saw it with Javante Williams. I think Alvin Kamara is better than him right now in his career yeah. still. So uh, I think that would be a really uh, nice, solid Saints one-two punch. And, and in fantasy, they'd both be very viable. So, Hell yeah, man. I, I did not think of that. And it's one of those signings where you're just like, whoa what and uh like they're gonna have that one-two punch where we've seen ingram and kamara get it done where it's like you still have a very good melvin gordon like you said he could still catch he could still break away like the man is still a good running back like he deserves a a good job a good fit and i think the saints should be the place that he lands i hope i hope we'll see i mean it's a crapshoot for sure but we'll follow him and we'll talk to you know on air off there we'll be excited yeah But if he signs there, I'm going to shout you out on, on the Twitter oh, stream. I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I like <laughs> yours, man. Yours is a good one, right? Yes. Uh, let, let's transition to your, your thinking. Uh, Chargers, tight end. What what an opening. Uh, pitch your, your, your home run lob ball here. Listen, David Njoku needs to be an L.A. Charger next year, like, in the worst way. Like, it needs to happen. Like, they have three tight ends on free agency, and I definitely feel as though David Njoku has been popping up in their front office for a reason because every single time he's faced the chargers he lit them up 2017 six targets four catches 74 yards one touchdown 19 fantasy points 2018 12 targets seven catches 55 yards one touchdown 22 fantasy points 2021 seven targets seven catches 149 yards one touchdown 31 fantasy points listen there's no way he's not popping up in the front office. Why is this guy keep torching us? So it only makes sense. Hey, let's go get a David Njoku. He's cheap right now, underutilized over there in Cleveland, and nobody wants to come and play for Cleveland after the Odell Beckham situation. It right. only makes sense. You got to bring in David Njoku. Dude, now I'm invested. Like I want to. <laughs> I want this to happen. And I'll tell you why. He could be like Lord of the Steam. You know what I mean? Yes. Right with his speed, right down the middle. How are you going to stop him? And I'm not sure what they're going to do on the outside. Mike Williams gets resigned. I do think that that is a priority for them. But uh, even if they don't, they've got Josh Palmer. They're going to stretch the field, and it's going to be hard to cover every area. Uh, yeah. And he, oh man, he would just be lightning there, dude. I love that. That's a great call. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. I, it needs to happen in a worse way, man. It, it just really does. Like if this happens, I'm going to be screaming as if. I'm a Chargers fan. <laughs> you know I mean? You're going oh, to be adjusting your ranks on Herbert. Yes. You know, two more touchdowns at least. At least. Way. Yeah. So, no, I love it. Free agency wish list. This is great, man. Yeah, so this, this is, is great, man. I, I hope hope all of these hit, man, so we can victory lab it and just get as many shares as we can. <laughs> yeah, and I have some Njoku, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's get into the last portion of the show, man. These are some dynasty questions. I know a lot of people have these questions on their mind, and it's a situation where you got to make a move now before it's too late. So I'm going to jump into the first one. So I am one of these guys who have a Baker Mayfield 
currently on my roster. What do we do with him? I don't really know if anybody's out there buying, but what do we do with a Baker Mayfield right now? Oh man, I have one Baker Mayfield too. It's terrible, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, he hasn't really. He's been a fill-in starter, but then with with his lack of production, just the amount of volume or limited volume that he's had, the pass attempts. No one else is passing for five thousand yards, and you're passing for uh, three thousand yards. It's just like, yeah. what are we doing here, man? Like, it's yeah. just, ah, this is gross. And yeah, you get that one game where he gets five touchdowns. And it's just incredible. And Cleveland's great. And the, and the Geico commercials aren't as annoying or whatever <laughs> stupid commercials he does. All right. But most of the time he's running around back there, you know, not playing well, passing for under 200 yards. So you can't do much unless you have a Browns fan in your league. Then maybe you could try to yeah. leverage. I, I'm always in the fan bias exploitation. Sorry. Yeah, it, it's really tough right now because you, if we're looking at the future here, it's not looking good. You know, Jarvis Landry on this last year, um, Odell Beckham's dad basically took care of no wide receiver wanting to come there. So they're going to have to draft really well to fill in those spots. I mean, I, I like, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I just don't know if he can be that wide receiver one once Jarvis heads out or, you know, Jarvis is injured or whatever the case may be this year. So it's definitely a tough situation where you're going to be looking at Bacon Mayfield probably for the next couple of years where you're just basically stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And if you didn't see that first part of the show, I would, I would buy, buy, buy. I think he's a great value right now. Wink, 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 <laughs> nod, nod, nod. I'm talking to me and LQ. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Let's get into this next one though. Um, Gus Edwards, man. I feel like, you know, he's one of those guys that's being forgotten right now. Is he on your radar or anybody's radar? Is he like a 2022 sleeper? I think that's a good point. I was not thinking about him. And I think the Ravens backfield next year uh, with him healthy, it, you know, it, he'll be there for sure. Um, the, the J.K. Dobbins hot fire last year never happened. So I'm not sure if that's going to happen again. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I can take uh in a startup i could take him on a late round flyer is depth because one thing we learned last season you need running back depth because injuries are every single week like it's nuts and i feel like he's at a good value on a run first offense where you know he might see some end zone touches and you might get out touchdown here and there maybe eight maybe he finished the season with eight touchdowns i could do that with a gus edwards yeah yeah if he's basically free then scoop him yeah uh, not going to be free and maybe even a little bit too much, you know, buzz uh, going in next year. Cam Akers, wh- what do you think about him and Dynasty Startup? How's that play out? Ooh, so as a Rams fan, like thinking about this, you want to believe that he will be the workhorse or the Todd Gurley-ish before the off Friday has messed up his knee where he's getting 20 touches a game and all this stuff. But a little bit what we saw coming out of the injury, like, you know, I'm taking what we saw a little bit for granted, really, but it's like Cam Akers wasn't doing that well in the postseason when it comes to yards per carry. Wasn't that many breakaway plays. Like, it was amazing to see him be able to come back after the injury, but we need to really think, like, what are we going to be doing in drafts? I've seen him go late second round, mm-hmm. third round, and it's like, ugh, you're paying a heavy price on an offense that was just pass heavy, very pass heavy to where Cooper Cup is going to go crazy. He's the number one target there. He's going to have a 30% target share. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot, especially with Matthew Stafford. They're a very capable quarterback. But I'm looking at the running game, and I'm looking at the backfield. There's really no demand. There's really no need 
to run the ball 20 times a game with one running back. So I'm not too sure what that situation looks like. No, I, I'm going to be uh, pushing, uh, you know, selling him right now. In, yes. In, in Dynasty for sure. He's on the hot sell list for, for Scotty Boy over here. Yeah, because he, he's going high in startups. And I, I feel like everybody's living off of the high of him returning back so soon from the injury, but not really taking a look at what we're really looking at. We looked at Darrell Henderson playing very well in the Super Bowl, actually, him coming back from injury, him getting passes out of the backfield. So you're yep. left there with confusion of like, what is this backfield going to look like next year? And my hot take for the entire offseason it's going to be that we signed sony michelle to a dirt cheap deal and then we're going to be pulling our hair out trying to figure out what to do with cam Akers. avoid the rams running back <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely yeah before march first even hits it's the truth uh lq where can people follow you and find your work Listen, you guys can follow me at Real Deal Fantasy. I'll be doing content here, of course, fire content with Stepmom Lauren and Scott, himself, the legend Simpson. And I definitely love this show, man. We had a great time today. Oh, man, I loved it. Thank you for putting the show sheet together. It just made it easy for me to come to the show ready to rock and roll. I appreciate you. Uh, you yeah. can find me over at Nimble W Numbers uh, on Twitter, NimbleWNumbers.com. Not doing any writing for a while, taking a content break to be with the family, spend time with London. I'm excited. Uh, I'm not sure before the next show, but uh, I think I'll be on, but I'm not sure it's going to be with you next time. Uh, but we're going to ring the bell uh, soon for London's treatment to be all the way finished. So I cannot wait for that. It'll nice. be a great time. So, um, but follow him, follow me, please subscribe here on YouTube, like, do all the things you're supposed to do. tweet it out, share it out, and then go sign up for prize picks code MMN, the Mayo media network, get that free hundred dollar deposit. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.